This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. It was 1954 the year 5714, in the holy city of Jerusalem, Yer Kodesh. And the son of Rabbi Chaim Chaikol Maletsky, who was the famous head of the Chaye Olam Yeshiva, was getting married. All of the leading scholars from the holy city got together. But unfortunately, Rabbi Chaim, the father of the Chatan, had to be carried in on a stretcher because he was unable to walk. He'd been suffering for many years with problems with his feet. And it had gotten so bad that not only was he unable to stand and had to remain in bed all the time, but the doctors are saying now that one foot for sure had to be amputated, and possibly the other one as well. So the rabbi came in, Reb Chaim came in, carried on the stretcher, and everyone at the wedding party quieted down. Everybody turns to Reb Chaim, and he wanted to explain to everyone how he ended up in this situation. So he said, when I was a young man and I was healthy, I learned in the Shushin Yeshiva in Belarus. And there were about 30 young men, unmarried men, who would learn day and night in one of the local shuls. And in this town, there was a fellow who was drunk all the time, and he was called Ichi der Shikir. And every day, Ichi would drink until he passed out. And as soon as he woke up, he would immediately drink some more until he passed out again. And his favorite place to sleep was in the same shul that these young Bachrim were studying in. And that's where Reb Chaim was as a young man most of the day. Wherever this Ichi de Shikir lived, no one had any idea, and the truth was nobody seemed to really care. The only people that gave him any attention were the kids in town who would tease him and throw things at him, make fun of him. And in the shul, Ichi never bothered anyone, and nobody bothered him. One winter night, the boys are sitting and learning. Ichi, in the meantime, is sleeping next to the stove. The door to the shul bursts open, and a wagon driver comes in very upset. And he said that his wagon with a heavy load had flipped over and that his horse was trapped underneath and his horse might die. So he asked the Bachrim to come help him lift up the wagon because it was too heavy for one person to do by himself and to hopefully save the horse before he died. So the Bachrim start discussing amongst themselves whether it's permitted to interrupt their Torah learning in order to help somebody in the snow with their wagon. And after a discussion of the halacha, they decided that since somebody else could lift the wagon, it would be bitul Torah for them. And so they continued learning Torah. At that moment, to the shock and surprise of all the boys that had been learning there, Ichi opened his eyes, he sat up, and he called out to them. He said, young men, you need to go and help the wagon driver. So the boys, they looked at Ichi, the drunkard, and they said, come on, Ichi, give us a break. And they told the wagon driver, go on, nobody here is going to help you. And they go back to the learning. But Ichi, he insisted. He said, young men, get up right now and go and help save that Jew, save his horse. And they laughed at Ichi. And they said to him, Ichi, but all of a sudden, you're posek halacha? You're going to tell us what the law is and what's not the law? And Ichi said to them, and this time, he was more serious and sober than ever. If you don't go help that poor Jew right now, there will come a time, God forbid, 
when you won't be able to walk and help your fellow Jew. For a moment, the boys were quiet and they were a little shocked. But then they said, Ah, Itchy, go back to your drinking. Itchy didn't answer. A half hour later, the wagon driver came running back in and this time he was really desperate. He couldn't find anyone to help him with the wagon and he begged the boys. And they discussed it again and they said, Okay, since he couldn't find anyone else, now it's permitted for us to go and help him. But by the time they got there, the horse had already died. <laughs> the next morning, Reb Chaim was a little late for the learning, and when he came into the shul, his friends told him that Itchi the Shikir had been looking for him. So Chaim went over to Itchi. Itchi opened his eyes, and he looked up from laying on the floor, and he said very calmly, I'm asking you to please come to my house this evening, because tonight I'm going to die, and I want you to be there when my soul leaves my body. Now Abraham is looking at Itchy, the drunkard, and he thought, what's going on here? And he said, Itchy, come on, no one knows when they're going to die. But then Itchy said again, please come tonight to my house, it's very important. And Chaim thought to himself, okay, what does it matter? What am I going to do tonight anyhow? I'm going to learn. So I can learn at Itchy's house, I'll bring a safer with me. He asked Itchy where he lives, and Itchy told him, go to the very end of town, you'll see a broken down little house, that's where he lives. Sir Chaim showed up at this house, this broken down house at the end of the road, late at night, and Itchy was sleeping on a board laying on the floor. Reb Chaim sat down on a broken crate, opened up his Gemara, and was learning for several hours. And then at some point, it was late at night, and he said to Itchy, what do I need this for? I'm going home. And he got up to leave. All of a sudden, Itchy picks up his head. He says, Chaim Chaikel, don't leave. At 4 a.m. exactly, after I leave this world, go to the Chever Kadisha, the burial society, and tell them to bury me next to the great tzaddik in the cemetery. Now, there was a great tzaddik in the cemetery, and he was surrounded by other tzaddikim, and there was no place to bury Ichi, their shikir, next to the tzaddik for sure. But not only that, why would he be deserving to be buried next to the great tzaddik? So Chaim said to him, Ichi, come on, you don't even put on tefillin, and now you want to be buried next to the greatest tzaddik, the greatest tzaddik in all the history of this town? And Ichi said to Chaim, oh, I don't put on tefillin? Go look at that box there in the corner. Go open it and you'll see my tefillin. So Chaim, it goes over and he opens the box. And inside he sees the most beautiful tefillin he'd ever seen in his life. He didn't understand what was going on. He said, but Ichi, even if I tell the Hever Kadisha to bury you next to the great tzaddik, they won't listen to me. And Ichi said right away, look under the box where you saw my tefillin and you'll see another box. Open that one. So Chaim opened it. And inside was a thick pile of papers with Hebrew writing on them, written very small and very tight, one word to the next. Reb Chaim started to try to read the papers, and he could hardly understand what was going on there, but clearly it was very deep Kabbalah and very holy thoughts. Finally, Reb Chaim realized that he was sitting in the presence of one of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim, one of the hidden righteous people in the world. So Ichi said to him, when I die, take those writings in my tefillin to the Hever Kadisha, the chief rabbi of this town, and I promise you, they'll bury me next to the great tzaddik in the cemetery. Then exactly at 4 a.m., Itchy said, Shema Yisrael, laid down, and he died. So Reb Chaim, he ran to the chief rabbi, and to the Chever Kadisha, and told them everything that had happened. 
He showed them the writings, the tefillin, and how Ichi said he was going to die at 4 a.m., and there he did. Of course, they were all amazed, and after they saw the proof, they were convinced. But the head of the Hever Kedisha said there's nothing they can do, because there's no empty plots anywhere near the great Sandik in the cemetery. Everyone's been buried close to him already. And for already many years, there's not even any room in the old cemetery. Everybody's now being buried in the new cemetery. But they decided with the Tzadik, like Itcher, they better go check. And when they got there, they found a freshly dug grave right next to the grave of the great Tzadik. And they knew that such a place didn't even exist. So it was clear that Itchi der Shikir was one of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. And word spread quickly, and everyone came to the funeral, and they were so sorry how they had treated him. And so this is Reb Chaim telling the story at his son's wedding in 1954. And he said, It's for sure that the reason that my feet are in such bad shape, and I've suffered so much, is because I didn't listen to Itchi, who told me to help that Jew with his horse. Now one of the people present at the wedding who heard the story happened to be a Lubavitcher chassid, Reb Leib Friedman. And Reb Leib had a regular correspondence with the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And so he wrote this whole story to the Rebbe and asked the Rebbe to pray for the Refuah for the full healing of the Rosh Hashiva. And he received an answer. The Rebbe wrote to him that Reb Chaim needed to take upon himself the custom of Chitat, Chumash, Tehillim, and Tanya that was established by the Friedeke Rebbe, the last Lubavitcher Rebbe's father-in-law. And not only should he do it himself, but everyone who's studying in the yeshiva should say it. And in the merit of everyone saying it, Bezat Hashem, he'll be able to get up and walk on his own feet again. So Reb Leib went to Reb Chaim, and he told him the Rebbe's answer in the Rosh Hashiva. Not only did he read the letter, but he started kissing the letter. He kissed it again and again. He started crying. And immediately, he started saying chitat. He had the whole yeshiva doing it. And anyone who would come into his office, he would have them sit down and say the portion of Chumash to Hillam and Tanya of the day. And six months later, Reb Leib went back to visit Reb Chaim. And he found him sitting at the table. The doctor said, there's no need for surgery. And now he was learning how to walk again. And his condition gradually improved every day. And he said, even though I have been suffering for so many years because of the missed opportunity of helping a fellow Jew all those years ago, everyone can always do tshuva. And thanks to my friend who contacted the Lubavitcher Rebbe, I now have a path to doing tshuva. And not only will I one day, Bezrat Hashem, walk again, but now I can show other people how to do the same thing. Oh.